Hi folks, welcome to another Hurtwood News podcast. It's been a busy couple of weeks at Hurtwood. We're now uh, careening towards exam season, so everyone's a little bit frantic. And I thought, what better time to deploy a completely frivolous, um, but no less interesting and entertaining podcast in the form of the first ever Sophie and Sayora podcast. This came about as a consequence of me just doing the rounds and asking kids at Hurtwood what they wanted to hear, what they wanted to record podcasts on. And Sophie and Sayora both said that they wanted to record a podcast about themselves that was just called the Sophie and Sayora podcast. I'm sure they had a whole team of people working on that one. And so here it is. Uh, We hope that you enjoy it in all of its rambling glory and we'll return some point soon for some more occasional uh, wiffle waffle from the students of Hurtwood. Okay. (laughs) Brilliant. Okay. Welcome to the Sophie and Sora show. Welcome to the... I think we should just say that. Really, yeah. really nicely. This is... This is the Sophie... And Sora show. <laughs> Welcome. Jazz hands. We've been locked in a cupboard. Uh, we're being forced to do this. Uh, it's against our will. <laughs> okay. So we're here today to talk about books. What got you into reading? You're just really rushing into these questions. No, I know. <laughs> we need to do a bit more of an introduction, uh, don't we? I'm Sophie. I'm Sora. I'm Croc Girl, if you didn't know. I'm Sora, regarded as the dumbest girl in her English class. <laughs> By everyone apart from herself. Sometimes it's just like that, isn't it? Being the dumbest girl in the English class. Yeah. I'm really sorry I don't know that life. I'm Welcome. So sorry, Sam. <laughs> I'm not. We're here today to discuss books and books, reading. Reading um, and anything else that really catches our fancy. Um, I think we're going to begin talking about what got us both into reading. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking. And the kind of common factor between us both is kind of... It would be Harry Potter, I think. Yes. The, the two of us, that would be... It's also what started. made us become friends, I think. It is. Yeah, I thought yeah. she was a weirdo when I first met her, and then she said she liked Harry Potter, and so I gave her a different chart and new chance. Although, really, the weirdo here isn't, isn't me. Um, so, I began reading Harry Potter relatively late, actually. I only read it the first time when I was, like, 13. Oh, really? I think I, yeah. was, I, think I was seven or eight when my dad read them to me, because he read me all of them. That took quite a few years, I must say. <laughs> I think it took us two years to get through all eight books. Eight books? <gasps> Seven books was blasphemous. <laughs> it was terrible. Cut that out. Um, yeah. What? How come you got into it late? What like um, made you read? My friend came over and she was obsessed with the books and the movies at this point. And she said, oh, let's watch the movie. And I was like, oh, I've never read anything. And we started in the middle. We started at the third movie. <laughs> after watching it, I was like, okay. The I... third one is definitely the best film. Alfonso Cuarón, brilliant director. Have you seen Roma yet? Yes, because he directed. I haven't seen I know. that yet. It's I interesting. Need to watch it. It's, I'm not sure I like it that much, but the cinematography is beautiful. Back to books. 
Anyway, um, and then I watched the third movie, and after that, I was like, okay, I need to stop watching these movies. I need to read the books. Hmm. So I had the books, and I had them in German, and then I read the first two in German. I hated it. I hate German. So then I went out, and I bought all of them in English. Um, my mom thought that was a waste of money, but it wasn't. And then I read them, thinking, how long it took me? I think it was two months. Okay. And then I had all of them read. It was two years. But then I read them all. Yeah. Again, quite a few times. Yeah. I'm on 18 right now. I think I'm on 10. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then I just started... I need to get to 20. That's my aim. My life goal is to read each book 20 times each. I literally just have to I've read, I've read the through. sixth one, I think, 11 or 12 times. Yeah, I've read the fourth one more than the others. For some reason, it's my favourite book. The fourth one's my favourite. I actually did a similar thing. I went to a friend's house and they were like, let's watch Harry Potter... And I was like, ooh, what's that? And I was like, I was like seven or eight. And I was like, ooh. <clears throat> and because um, we were under 12, we had choice of the first three. And they didn't like the first one. So we watched the second one. And we got like probably about 20 minutes, half an hour into it. And I was like, stop this film. Um, and they were like, oh my God, do you not like it? And I was like, it's amazing. I have to read it. So then I like, I called up my mum. And I was like, Mom, I don't want to stay at the sleepover anymore. And she was like, oh, are you all right? And I was like, no, I'm not all right. And they're like bullying me because I didn't want to finish a film. And my mum was like, oh, no, it's okay, darling. You don't need to like films. Because my mum is not a huge fan of films. And I was like, no, the film was so good, but the books will be better. And then that night we went to the library and got the first book out. And I was like, Dad, read to me. My parents never read to me. My brother did. My brother made funny voices for each That's of the characters. so cute. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, my dad read them all. Even when he lost his voice. He had a stroke and lost his voice. And I took the fourth book into hospital. Because <laughs> I was like, can you read to me, please? <laughs> he was like, I'm really sorry, I can't actually speak. So wow. we persevered. We, we persevered. <laughs> through thick and thin. Through, we, seriously, through thick and thin. We shall By the end, he was like books. holding his throat and being like, Harry spoke to Dudley, and for the first time, they were friends. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> and then, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what got us kind of into reading. Yeah. And for me, after that, is when the real journey began. Because mm-hmm. I hated almost every single book I picked up. Because, as Sophie likes to call me, I am a... What are you? You're a bit up your ass. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I guess that's what it is, isn't it? I like to phrase it as, I just enjoy reading classic literature more than any of the modern texts written. I do enjoy some modern texts, but I'm I'm talking here about things like Divergent, which a lot okay, of people okay. might love and really like. Yeah, I but... don't think you can like Divergent, though, past the age of, like, 12, can you? Yeah, but some people have, like, a special connection no, to it. No, I? the first book was okay, the rest was sh- Well, were... <laughs> Particularly atrocious. Um, no, and I just don't like all those teen fiction novels because I find they're repetitive and annoying and a bit boring. I disagree on that topic. I understand where you come from, but I think it's really pretentious to just go for the older books because of imagining that they're more intelligent and i'm not saying that that's necessarily what you do but it's what quite a lot of people do they because when i i was 12 or 13 and i wasn't really reading anything and i was at school and someone was like oh my god i read great expectations and i was like me too and i i read all of dickens 
and I was lying, of course. And so I went home and like compiled a list of all the smart books that I should read and I read them all. Like a, f a lot of books, a, a whole pile country of, of books. Mm. Yes. Um, and I hated them, but I could say I read them and I was like pushing myself to read because I wanted to be intelligent, because I wanted to be like, <laughs> I, I, I read Jane Eyre when I was 12. Um, and then it wasn't till like two years ago that I reread them. And I was like, actually, some of these are really interesting. But I think the fact that they're shown as intelligent books and that you're not intelligent or a proper reader unless you read them, I think taking away from YA, so like young adult, is not necessarily like a healthy thing in terms of trying to get people to read because the amount of people I know who can't read these big books, who these, these big books scare them, that the language is different, the language is difficult. And so reading books that are about teenagers and that might not necessarily be the most amazingly written, they might not be like, oh my God, it's fantabulous, but they make, they get people to read. They keep that drive for reading up. And also they, some of them talk about really interesting um, topics so things like mental health come up or like grief and all these sort of things which actually aren't often dealt with in the older books or at least they're so pretentious that it's quite difficult to get what they're trying to tell you and so I think that the people putting down teen fiction is a bit much I don't think it's necessarily a good thing and I think it shames readers and then stops them from reading I don't try like and shame unless it's people that I know I think I do sometimes shame people for it, mm -hmm. but it's more as a joke to me. I, I wouldn't go up to a random person in a bookstore and be like, do not buy that book. Yeah, okay, but, then, but then you're like, then, then you're a right <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> Yo, I've seen people do that. And I was like, no, I completely understand. Everyone likes different things. Everyone likes to mm. read different things. Nobody's the same. Nobody enjoys like all of the same books and all of the same literature. But it's just for me personally, it's not a genre that I enjoy, mm. but I have been given books. Also, by you, I have been given books. <laughs> you asked me for the worst book that I owned. Of the genre, no, but I, I have been given also oh, better ones. We were liars. Yeah. That was a like, and I have enjoyed them. It's just sometimes I start reading a book, and if I don't enjoy it, then I'll put it down, and then I'll just not touch it. Yeah, because I don't like to, to like force myself to read something that I'm not going to enjoy. I force myself to read everything. If I start a book, I'm, I don't. I'm finishing it. I've, I've started, like, classics and been like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Fact, and I put it down. I started right? A Clockwork Orange. No, I started that one too. I read the first page and I was like, what the actual hell do you want me to get out? It was atrocious. I actually got rid of the book to stop myself from, like, forcing myself to read it because it was just so awful. I started reading... I've started a lot of Jane Austen books. Okay. I love I've, Jane Austen. I've always been in my head, been like, oh, Jane Austen, you have to read it to be a proper English There you go, you see? And this, I this is what I started reading about. it, and I was like, no, I just don't like it. And I kept trying to read, I think, Pride and Prejudice, I finally made it through. But um, it wasn't I, liked, I liked Emma. I tried reading Emma. I really I liked Emma. I love the story. Because the amount of times I've started trying to read it and then I've yeah. tried to listen to it. And then I, I like like the Brontes as well. So I love Wuthering Heights. It's my mum's favourite book. I think it's really beautiful. I haven't read it yet. Oh, you should read it. It's really, I think it's really it's interesting. On my shelf. And I like, it it's connects there. like the imagery of the Moors. And then I, I also enjoyed Jane Eyre because I think Jane Eyre was like the first, it's like YA really, isn't it? If you read the book, it's, it's literally, it fits into that, that 
that genre. Coming back to the whole YA thing, I really do think I should read more of it, just because the bad ones have kind of overtaken the good ones in my mind. Mm. Like, I only ever think of all those... Well, you get pushed at twilight, don't you? Yeah. And, like, those sort of books that I'm not necessarily saying are bad, I didn't enjoy them, but they are... They're more, like, trashy. They're, like... They're, like, guilty Easy to read. Etc, etc, etc. They don't take up much thought. But then there are also totally, totally gripping things. So I read a book called Clean by Juno Dawson, which is about uh, heroin addiction. Yeah, and like, was... I never I never feel myself pulled, like drawn to those books when I just see them. Mm. But I think, like, I want to read more of those kind of books, and I also want to read more about books that kind of show um, mental health and yeah. mental health issues. Because old books don't do that. I agree. They they, they just doesn't exist. Really, it, does even it? then, like, even if there's any kind of, like, illness or something involved, they yeah. hide it. Yeah, like, Tennessee Williams writes quite a lot about mental illness, but, but they get lobotomies and they're like... But it's very, like... Yeah, hidden. hidden. Like, yeah, if yeah. you read Streetcar, yes, of course, you know Blanche is, well, not okay. But he never addresses it. No. And in today's society, a lot of people are afraid of addressing mental health oh, anyway. I totally agree. So we need books. And that, that yeah, that's what that I like about people. books, is that they're not, in lots of ways, not afraid to combat something that isn't really talked yeah. about. Um, and that's something that's only just come in, like, like yeah. the modern literature, because... We're not supposed to be afraid anymore. We we shouldn't be afraid to talk about our feelings and our mental oh, health. Ex- exactly. But also, I think, would you say that in reading older books, is it like escapism? Because it's so different from the time we live in now. So you, To me, it is escape. Yeah. Because it's because of the whole fact of it not commenting any issues that are going on around me right now. Yeah. I feel like I'm actually fully leaving. Yeah. And I'm going somewhere else. That's what I liked about Harry Potter. You could totally be immersed in it without anything being like oh no my life is gonna be terrible and like oh my god the world's gonna blow up because even though oh. harry potter wasn't always all you oh, know it's not all all wonderful and, and all fairies ones. but it was just it's different it was yeah yeah i agree i was gonna talk about true crime because that's yes it's literature that we're both quite it interested is. in I'm a bit obsessed, but... For me, it all started with a book on Ted Bundy called A Stranger <laughs> Beside Me that I was given by That somebody. was me too. That was what started um, me off. I read it. I read it on the plane to LA and I'd gone into the... I'd gone into the stop... Into the, like, a Waterstones and they were like, oh, we don't stock... We don't stock it anymore. And I found it on the shelves and they were like, this isn't in our systems. This... I don't know how you can buy this. Like, it doesn't exist on any of their templates because it... It was gone. And so I got it for free. Because they were like, well, it doesn't exist. I mean, you take it. So I, I took it and like that was like, oh my God, just a sign. Um, I must <laughs> and, and I read it on the plane over there and I was like, oh my God. I, I read like a couple of books on the Zodiac Killer and they were all very fact-based. And it was like, uh, and he used this weapon and it was this long and it was this inches and it was this date and this happened and this happened and this happened. And although it was interesting and although I like, I'm a bit... I like that creepy side. I like looking at humanity through through different eyes. It didn't grab me. It didn't make me want to read it. And then I read this book by Anne Rule, Strange Beside Me, and it suddenly I was like, this is something totally different. This is a completely different way at looking at crime. Although my brother studied um, criminology at university, so I heard a lot of things from him about, like, serial killers and all that kind of stuff. And I was always interested in it, but I never really knew how to find out about it in a way that wasn't just, like, researching. And, yes, there was documentaries, but, like, 
It's become a very big thing, though. In the past, like, four or five months, Netflix is it's... flooded with true crime. I turn on... If you turn on the actual TV to the actual TV TV, as opposed to, like, oh, my God, like, Netflix... Um, they're always true crime documentaries. Like, I sometimes I turn it on and I'm like, I'm just going to watch an hour. And then, like, six hours go by. But, it like, it's really fascinating, this new uptake on yeah. true crime. And I've, I've been interested in it for a couple of years, so it's not necessarily a new thing for me. But suddenly I'm like, oh, has anybody, like, talked about Ted Bundy? And everyone's like, obviously I know who Ted Bundy is. And they know all of this stuff. Yeah. And it's really interesting to have conversations with people now. In the end, it's going to sound really bad, but, like... There's just something in me that wants to just talk to you so you're going to be like, oh, yeah. why? And like, I'd love to interview Pry them. it out of them. Because that... it's fascinating. Like, ha- get We've never really gotten to the deepest, darkest yeah. like thought processes of the killer or of any other criminal. Well, it's interesting, though, the things that have sort of started to come up. Because research is fairly new. Was, I think it was John Douglas who started off the criminal pro- profiling, who went around and interviewed people. He wrote Mindhunter, if anybody is actually listening to this. It's a really interesting book and a new TV show on Netflix. Um, and, and he went around and interviewed these serial killers. And it was when we first got a little bit of knowledge. And we know things like the McDonald triad and um, there's new research that's just come out, which is really fascinating. I don't know if you know, which is the majority of serial killers um, that have been the big ones. So like Richard Ramirez, Ted Bundy, the BTK killer, Ed Gain, etc, 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 all had head injuries as a child and their frontal lobe was affected. Yeah, the frontal lobe is really heavily linked to like decision making and some emotions but it's really mainly decision making and logical thinking yeah and yeah so that's fascinating that what is it that is affected that then causes causes this this desire we looked we looked into it in psychology actually when we did forensic um psychology and we looked a lot into it and we looked into like atavistic form which is what a like what a criminal should look like and all these kind of like theories from the past of mm-hmm. what criminals should really be and obviously with anything in psychology there's never actually an answer <laughs> of course <laughs> why would there why would you want an answer to all these <laughs> questions you don't get an answer you just get to know oh maybe it's because they have a big nose <laughs> not even kidding yes that is what atomistic <laughs> form is maybe it's because they have big ears and droopy <laughs> eyes <laughs> but um it's just find up killing people out I'll, I'll sell you the rights <laughs> it's just fascinating to think that like it could be anyone and I think that's what shocked everyone about Ted Bundy yeah about the thing that and that's also linking back to the whole books things though it's not about serial killer I think it's also interesting what books do for people is that they can be anyone when reading a book you can read it and you can be the main character you can read it you can be the sassy sidekick you, you can be who you could be the dog if that's really what floated your boat I think that's what <laughs> books do they open up a whole new world where you don't have to be yourself you can be anyone i think that's a good ending i think that's it that's, that's a good ending <laughs> we've got to go <laughs> hello hello did you hear Uh, I apologise about I swore probably three or four times and then